Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. I'm really grateful that you've been able to join me today and I really, really appreciate your presence. So today we're going to do something very simple. Um, it's about the Azan, um, the loudspeakers in the mosque in Saudi Arabia. There has been a new ruling. And the Saudi crown prince has, well, he's a de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia. He has um, come out with 10 points, 10 laws uh, or rulings, where, which will change a lot of things in Saudi Arabia and to make this uh, state, uh, sovereign country, um, less dependent on religion. Uh, so one of the things that have been portrayed in the media is the fact that um, loudspeakers will not be used for Azan uh, anymore. And I don't know if it's only for Ramzan or it's for throughout the year, but no loudspeakers for Ramzan, which I think is fantastic. Now, this has been the talking point of, of India uh, of the last day, 24 hours. And obviously, Muslims are not happy. Now, there are other rulings too. Uh, um, children will not be entered, allowed in the mosque. You're not allowed to eat in the mosque. You'll have to eat to break the fast outside. Um, several other rulings, um, and that's not really my point uh, over here. Uh, my point is the azan and the loudspeakers. Now, this has been a point of contention in India, and that's why I'm talking about it. Uh, we know that we've tried to do it here, but our secular Congress protects their bread and butter to the ultimate because in this country in India, it's, it's more like Al, uh, Mullah's Islam than Allah's Islam. Um, and in UP, Uttar Pradesh, the Chief Minister uh, Yogi Adityanath, he has been able to do it and he's done it very well for everyone not just for islam so that is my point of tension here uh the topic today is noise pollution uh and and the azan on the mosque is noise pollution now the azan is not the problem here if you go on to a mosque uh and and do your azan not a problem whatsoever the point is not the azan the point is the loudspeaker the loudspeaker only came after 1923 and if i read correctly i research it i don't know where i can i can't find a link in india when the when the um when the loudspeakers were first introduced, the mullahs, they had a fatwa against it. They were not allowed, they did not allow the loudspeakers to be used because this they thought it was haram. So these loudspeakers at one time were considered haram. <coughs> Sorry. Now, um, it's no longer haram. It's used plainly across the country and across the subcontinent. Not only that, I've been told that uh, there are some, there are mosques who have competition with each other. Who can say the, uh, the azan the loudest? Who can scream the loudest? Who can say God's prayer the loudest? I mean, that's a competition that is seriously noise polluting. Now, I'm, there are other things in India that become noise polluting and all over the world, and we'll talk about it. But first, we want to say where does this concept of loudspeakers or screaming on top of mosques come? Now, the... the concept of the mosque 
uh, calling people to prayer was never a thing to be scrammed throughout the land with loudspeakers. It was the first mosque, technically according to Islamic um, tradition, it was um, Muhammad built the first mosque in Medina, a small little uh, courtyard thing uh, outside in his, um, where he was staying uh, in, in the courtyard. And um, one of his first converts, I don't know if it's Bilal or his, his son, his adopted son, he goes on top and he calls the people to prayer. The, the concept is to call people to come and, and talk about God, come and meditate, come and, and be one, come and listen to his sermons, come and listen to his knowledge. And that is the concept. It's not to create tension and create um, you know noise, noise pollution. The, the, the concept is to call everyone. Uh, but where does this concept of screaming uh, on, on the top of the mosque come from? Because there were, you know, these were small towns, small villages uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, in, in the desert. So where does this concept come from? Um, there were no loud, because there were no loudspeakers, even if Islam says that these minarets were call, used for the call of prayer, uh, the minaret, for someone, a mullah, to go up to a minaret uh, five times a day, it would not have happened. Even if you take five different mullahs going up five times a day, his voice would not be heard from the top. So there's no way that these these loudspeakers were, these minarets were used for to call the people for prayer. So this, this lie that Islam says that, okay, well, minarets... Uh, were there for the call of prayer. No, no, no. It was never used for the call of prayer. Minarets are not part of Islam. It was originally there by the Roman empires, by the Byzantine empires. And after that, this area was taken over by Islamic uh, colonization. And because it was taken over by Islam, the infrastructure, the architecture of the Romans that were left behind was then taken over and made Islamic. So minaret is the it comes from the word minar means light. Um and these posts were on top of great uh Roman forts of that time. And because if you notice all these forts are built along waterways. So they built near the rivers. So when the boats were passing in the night when this light was uh, was these minarets were lit with fire on the top as a, as a beacon, as a light. Uh, the boats coming would see this light and know that there was a, there was an urban area over there. There was forts over there. So this is where the minarets come in. Now, some people say there was electric, uh, electricity way back when uh, because these, um, these fortresses and these mosques, which were ancient part of, of forts, um were used something called physioelectricity the currents for uh, the force of the currents of the water below these um these forts uh, just like the taj mahal uh, along with the material used in these forts uh create something called physioelectricity and and lights up the tower uh 
And this is an ancient way of lighting up these ancient to towers. Now, I don't know how much that is true, but I've heard some documentaries on YouTube for uh, the Sphinx and the, and the pyramids and um, how these were thermal points, uh, because all these old forts and temples and mosques, uh, mosques coming from these ancient temples converted into mosques, were at one time part of another civilization and these civilizations knew about electricity. Again, um, I can't confirm that, but what I can confirm is that, yes, effectively, these mosques were built, um, were ancient temples, ancient, a part of other civilizations, rebranded into mosques, but they were built along, if you see, rivers. Um, and these rivers, and in the Roman times, the, these uh, big fortresses were on rivers, the minarets were used as lighthouses, light beacons for the ships and for the boats passing by. And that's how they would light up and know where, where to go, basically. Um, and that's how these minarets then become Islamic. Okay. Uh, having said that, no, no, um, uh, no mullah will go up to these minarets and scream down because no one will hear them. So these minarets are definitely not for the call of prayer. But we know that the call of prayer does exist in Islam and the, the Muzain would um, be on, in the courtyard or in the cylindrical aisle and call everyone with his voice, with his powerful voice. Um, and, and yes, everyone would end up coming to to pray, all people, all those people who were in the mosque courtyards, they would come to pray at one time, and uh, by 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 that call of prayer, everyone would get up a line in in along you know like we have lines in mosques, they would align correctly, and when they would align correctly, then he would begin his prayers. Um, but this concept of calling people to prayers is also not Islamic. Very important to say it's not Islamic in the least. It is actually Hebrew. And where does that come from? In this context, uh, let me just go here. Sorry. Won't be long. Whoops, a daisy. Here we go. So this comes from uh, from from Judaism. In, in this context, the Hebrew word, the Hebrews, uh, the Orthodox, that means the priests, the rabbis, would, when they were on the Jerusalem Temple Mount, they would have a ram's horn and they would call people to start the day with their prayer and end the day with a prayer and stop working because they had certain times to work and certain times they had to stop. And, and one of the commandments is to spend time with their family um and uh we have sh uh, shabazz which is saturday friday to saturday uh evenings fr friday sundown to saturday sundown where they would spend the whole day with their family uh so to call for shabazz um shabbat uh, as it's known in english to call them for this time prepare them for this time so the the judaic um high priest or the rabbis would and when they were in on the temple mount in jerusalem use something called a ram's horn a ram's horn is called shofar shofar s-h-o-f-a-r uh, it's blown from the beginning of the hebrew month of elul through the end of the high 
holy season, holy day season. The root is Shin Fe Resh. Uh, it means to be good. Um, and Otov, T-O-V, that is morally and physically beautiful. Okay, so this is a ram's horn called shofar. Um, for ram's horn or shofar to be good instrument, it's got to be in good shape without any dents or cracks, or it will not produce a good sound. From that same Hebrew root, we get shofar, a very uh shofar, which is another word of saying shofar. Um, basically, shofar means sapphire, gem worn by Israelite high priest. The ram's horn is blown three times for the Hebrew festival of Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, during the Musaf Amida, which is the additional standing prayer is recited. Um, uh, and basically that's when it's used. Um, it's the same background, okay? Uh, for the extra prayer, extra pages of recitation, for starting the day, for ending the day, the, the day or holy festivals, the ram's horn would be blown and that shofar uh, because a lot of um, is, um, Hebrew uh, people of the book the, during the early days branched off and formed and, and became part of this Islamic movement. Their ideas, their way of life, their traditions then become Islamic. And from there, you get the concept of um, you know, the call of prayer, or should I say using a ram's horn, using something to call people to prayer. Uh, it could be a ram's horn, it could be anything, but they had to call it to blow a trumpet. And from that you get blowing the trumpet in, in Christian, um, in Christian plays, in Christian, uh, theater, in Christian, um, ancient feudal life, uh, in army battles, from that's where you get it. Uh, so basically, uh, the concept is actually Judaic, which then moves to Christianity, but it's also the, the priestly class who joined the Islamic movement, took over their traditions to Islam, and that's where you get it. Now, um, probably they used it on a minaret, but going up five times a day, I don't think that was possible. Um, having said that, we come down to our times, and... The amount of thousands of mosques all about the place screaming five times a day on the loudspeakers is horrendous. Again, I say the azan is not a problem. The problem is the loudspeaker. So is it correct that um, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia has banned this, uh, whether it's only for the month of Ramadan or completely? I think it's superb. And I think absolutely it has to be done. It has to be done in India. I don't know if any politician has the guts to do it, but yes, it has to be done. Um, I'm all for it. Um, now, in the, the Jews don't use the ram's horn anymore. Um, maybe within a, a, temp, a synagogue, uh, within a house, but not on the outside. Christians use the, the, the bell. The church bell. The church bell has nothing to do with Jesus. It has to do with the Roman Empire. Okay, so it's very clearly the church bell has nothing to do with religion. Why are they banging those bells? Well, because they want to keep us as slaves. Now, if you go to the West, in Europe, you go to North America, um, except highly religious places, others do not have church bells ringing. 
They don't have church bells ringing. So you come to, to North America, they, no one has um, church bells ringing day in and day out, except for a funeral maybe or a special occasion. But definitely, definitely, definitely not for a regular mass. And this, my dear friend, has to be stopped also. Um, I'm all for it to stop, um, to stop the noise pollution to reduce the noise pollution because religion is not about noise pollution religion is supposed to be for healing but uh inward healing not outward healing it's about balancing your status quo and, and being one with yourself has nothing to do with religion this noise pollution um i'm also when i was young we used to study during uh, the month of um march april this was exam month and invariably you'll have some type of uh, you'll have some type of uh, election and all these election politicians would come out saying please vote for me please vote for me vote for me it was absolutely ridiculous it was absolutely harmful and we didn't like it one single bit so that's another part of noise pollution um i would like to i i would be so grateful if it stopped that stop these politicians coming around around the place where you should um absolutely he should um they, they should not be able to use these loudspeakers absolutely not uh if a loudspeaker is to be used it's to be used inside a stadium inside a um, theater inside a um, hall but not outside absolutely not that has to go to part of voice noise pollution and something else i would love to is um yes any any um any of these um uh cars and 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 trucks and any vehicles a ban on honking after eight p m eastern uh after eight p m sorry after eight p m or before eight p m in the day or after eight p m at night no honking that is important that just that will reduce uh noise pollution of course all these temples also screaming you know uh blaring the hanuman chalisa on on the loudspeakers that's not required either uh no loudspeakers for religious functions not for christians not for hindus not for muslims i i don't think so not not acceptable and the last thing i would personally is i don't like the bombs during diwali Okay, I'm I'm all for Diwali. I'm a great Diwali fan. I love the fireworks. I love the diyas. I love the lightings. It's a festival of lights. It's not a festival of bombs. And bombing, it just puts fear into a lot of children. All these bombs blowing. It's pollution, uh, you know. And it's not part of who our culture is. Our duty is yagna to align with the cosmos, to align with the, um, with the people, align with your um your cosmic alignment um with the creator. It's not about causing noise pollution because noise noise is frequencies. Frequencies are disturbed, cause total complete disturbance across the board. It's like interference in, in you put the radio on and you have interference. What is that? The frequencies disturb. So just like that we species of life are frequencies the cosmos is a frequency the atmosphere is a frequency when you disturb a frequency that causes tremendous pain subconscious pain and that's why we're all sick so it's important to understand that it's important to have that conversation and i am definitely definitely for stopping uh this noise pollution whether it be honking whether it would be um 
the the honeymoon Charlie saw on blaring on the loudspeakers or the church bells going on on in churches which are not religious at all or the azan being being shouted on loudspeakers so all these loudspeakers got to go politicians screaming um have got to go all these noise blaring honking after eight o'clock at night got to go uh, and that is the only way we'll find our peace we'll have respect uh at the end of the day it's about respecting ourselves respecting the human and respecting the species of life and the atmosphere and not causing the vibrations that will hurt us instead of healing us it's all about healing we have these conversations to heal we spread our knowledge to heal uh to meditate not to cause disturbance and anything that causes disturbance i say be done with it um because we're no longer 300 million people on the subcontinent we're 1.9 billion and just in india 1.4 that's important to say so on that note my dear friends i will let you go i hope you have a discussion about that have that discussion with your friends and do not feel shy to write to your member of parliament to your legislature to say this is what you want because you need this it is important and it is important to have your say and to change to to um improve and and go from there so on that note i let you go thank you for your time you have yourself a great fantastic day